Hello, welcome to another version of Rare Rendition of Facebook Live. Uh, I am Blair Jackson with Jordan Law, and uh, we uh, are blessed to have a number of, of guests during the course of a week where we, we talk to people that run small businesses. Some are law related, we're lawyers, but uh, some of our most interesting Hello, guests welcome to another are definitively non-lawyers like the guest that I have today. And I wanna welcome uh, Jude Charles uh, to the program. Hey Jude, how are you? Great, I am doing great, Blair. Thank you for having me on the show today. Sure, absolutely. Uh, I guess before we get started, how have you uh, weathered the, I guess the ongoing pandemic? You know, um, we're, we're all checking in on each other these days, right? <laughs> it has definitely been an interesting journey going through the pandemic. Um, I was in the middle of producing two documentary projects at the time um, and still happened to produce them, one in Vegas and one in Delaware. Um, but uh, other than that, I am healthy. My family's healthy. And that's something to be very grateful for. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I had a little health scare, too, anytime you get sick. But I got tested, got a negative, And uh, yeah. that's definitely, you know, uh, eases your mind a little bit and also maybe redoubles your efforts to uh, <laughs> make sure that you don't get it sort of <laughs> whatever we want to call this late stage of phase one or right you know, yeah but but very very happy to hear about that so yes. um anyway I, i'm very intrigued to uh to talk to you about what you do and uh sort of the inner workings of it so uh why don't you kind of just explain to all of us novices uh, what you're about, what your business is about, and then how you became kind of interested in, in doing what you do. Sure. So I am a brand strategist and filmmaker. And what that means is that I help entrepreneurs specifically um, bring their story to life. And I do that through the art of video production um, and documentaries. And so why that's important is because I help entrepreneurs understand how to connect with their audience through the stories that they already have within them, right? And so I, we have always heard that storytelling is important, right? That has become a buzzword of late. And what I do is, is take the stories that you normally tell, let's say in a meeting with someone, the stories that you normally tell and I bring it to life because hearing something said a thousand times is not as convincing as seeing it once, right? It's the show and tell factor. And how I got into that is a very fascinating story. Um, I was 17 years old in a TV production classroom. And the TV production teacher, Mrs. Donnelly, looked at me on May 4th, 2006. I'll never forget the day. And she said to me, Jude, you're really, really talented at doing this. You should start a business. I had no idea what it meant to start a business at that time. I was 17 years old. The first thing on my mind at 17 was about going to college, what college I would go to. But by the following day, the following day, May 5th, 2006, she walked into the classroom with a yellow envelope and she handed it to me. And I was like, what is this? And she said, open it up. And when I opened up the yellow envelope, inside was my first set of business cards. May 5th, 2006. I'll never forget the day. That's the day that I, wow. I got started running the video production company. Um, back then, I wasn't doing I wasn't doing documentaries and working with entrepreneurs. I was doing more small gigs like weddings and birthday parties and um, church events. But over time, I began to realize that the stories that I really would love to tell are the stories of entrepreneurs, of 
people making an impact, purpose-driven entrepreneurs. Um, and so that's how I am where I am today, almost 15 years later, doing this kind of work. Very interesting. Yeah. I mean, were you a sort of a film buff growing up? Like, were you, uh, did you ever have aspirations of being like a documentary filmmaker or mainstream or whatever you want to call it, you know? Yeah, I wanted to be a documentary filmmaker specifically because I just loved storytelling. I, even at the age of eight years old, I used to lock myself in a room and instead of playing video games or playing basketball or football outside, I would write and I would write stories of what I thought my future life would look like. Um, and so I wrote books like um, From Boyhood to Manhood, which is about what I thought I would, my life would look like 20 years later or the police life of Jude Charles because growing up, I wanted to be a police officer. Um, and so, yeah, I think it was always just this fascination with storytelling, real stories specifically, which is why I wanted to be a documentary filmmaker, being able to see and experience life the way that other people have seen and experience life. Sure. Well, I, I had the opportunity to, uh, to look at one of your, uh, one, of, one of your works today. And so, uh, and, and that's what struck me that it really seemed like a mini documentary film about and and just very real about your mm -hmm. subject and we'll we'll get back to to him in a minute but maybe you could sort of take us through the process of when somebody comes in and probably they don't know a lot about what you do anyway i i was also struck by a, someone who i think uh is a testimonial or something like that that said i didn't want just a really cool video i'm <laughs> paraphrasing there yeah but you probably have people that maybe there's a misconception about what you do. And they're like, they're looking for, you know, Michael Jackson's thriller or something <laughs> that, you know, was like a earth shattering video with all the bells and whistles that really will catch somebody's attention when after viewing your video, that's really not kind of what you're about. So I imagine there's a certain amount of course correction with a person that's like, I really don't know what you do. I'm, I'm sort of interested. And then, um, so take me through that process and then how you actually put these, I, I guess I'll call them films together. You know? Yeah, sure. So I, the first step in working together, what I always go through with every client is called road mapping. And what road mapping is about is understanding what your brand represents before we ever turn on the camera, right? So for example, Blair, I know a little bit about you and I know that you're a hockey fan, right? But yeah. I go deeper into asking like, you know, what do you stand for? What do you stand against? Your core values, right? What are your philosophies as far as what time means to you? What does success mean to you? What does health and fitness mean to you, right? And then I'd look at stories like your origin story. How did you become a lawyer? I know you've been a lawyer for almost 30 years now. Like, how did you get into it? We'd go through this. The reason that I go through road mapping, because in the same way that you cannot build a house without a blueprint, you can't really make a video and tell a story without understanding who you are as a person. Not just the thing that you do as a lawyer, but who are you? Who is Blair? Like beyond the thing that you do. So what I often ask for is, okay, there's, there's a three-dimensional three view into Blair and into his world. There's the business, which everybody's gonna know the business side or the professional side that you're a lawyer. But then there's the personal side. They've gotten a little taste of that by understanding that you like hockey. And then there's the interest. What do you do when you're not working? An activity that you do when you're not working that may not even be related to what you do as a profession, right? 
I'd go through that in road mapping. That's phase one, what I call dramatic clarity, because there is where we build your brand. I really get the deep understanding of who you are at your core. The reason that I, when I was growing up, I wanted to be a police officer, what intrigued me the most is being a detective. And I've taken that into the video production that I do, is that I'm going deep and asking you deep questions that you may not have even been asked in the last 10 years, right? So that's dramatic clarity. That's the first phase of road mapping. Then there's dramatic demonstration. I take the core values and the philosophies and the stories that we've been talking about for probably two hours within road mapping. And I say, how do we bring that to life? What's a story that you can tell me that, that illustrates one of your core values? I'll give you an example. One of my core values is core values is adventure, right? And so oftentimes I'll tell the story of how my girlfriend surprised me on my 30th birthday with two tickets to go skydiving because that was something I wanted to do for a very long time. I jumped out of an airplane at 10,000 feet in the air because that's a part of what I like to do as part of adventure, right? So I tell that story and I have a video for that story. So that's dramatic demonstration. How do we go from just telling the story, core values, philosophies, and stories? How do we go from telling to showing? And then finally, dramatic leverage, which is how do you, okay, we know what the story is, we brought it to life, but how do we make sure people see the content that we have created, see the stories that we have created through video? Um, that's the way that I go through road mapping. And instantly, when, you go, when I go through that explanation, you see that what I'm looking to create is not just, again, another cool video. I'm looking to create something that will help you as an entrepreneur make more money. And why does it help you make more money? It's because you're building a deeper connection. It's not just talking about the thing that you do. People are getting to see who you are as a human being. And we all know that people do business with people that they know, like, and trust. This is the way for them to know, like, and trust you. Sure. Now, was that more of an instinct on your part? Or are you... Uh... You know, so I see you as sort of a, and you tell me if I'm wrong, yeah. hybrid filmmaker, brander, where you're bringing that together. So was, did you do research on that to determine that maybe, because it, it seemed like when I viewed the, the video that I did, it's the, the whole idea is to, as you said, in different ways, I looked at it like bringing the authentic person to light in the hopes that. People are more comfortable if they feel like they have a window into what you're all about, at least to some extent. I mean, not completely and entirely, but as you said, beyond just a couple of likes and dislikes and right, your height yeah. look like and, you know, that kind of thing. So was that something that you sort of researched or did you just have an intuitive sense that this would reach people and be successful? Yeah, you know, it, it at first it happened by accident. I produced a documentary series in 2010 with a woman by the name of Keisha Dior, who was running a cosmetic company at the time. And the cosmetic company, she had started from the ground up. We had been filming it from day one where she started the business from the ground up. And within 12 months, she was able to make gross $1 million in 12 months. And that's when the light bulb went off in my head that, okay, there's something bigger here. We put out the doc part one of the documentary series. And that's all she used at the time was part one of the documentary series and Twitter. But people really believed in the product at the time that they bought it, bought it so much that she was able to make $1 million in 12 months. And that's where I went back and I looked at, okay, what was it that I did that worked? Part of it was that we didn't just show the lipsticks, we showed the bigger vision and mission behind the lipstick, which for her was women empowerment. I should mention that she was selling blue, green, yellow lipstick 
They were okay. not popular. <laughs> they were not popular back in 2010. But right. but because there was a bigger message and a bigger vision, and we were showing her personality, we were showing the things that she was interested in doing even when she wasn't working. I think those are the things that helped people feel really connected to her so much so that they were willing to buy her products. So yes, I built it from that back in 2010, from understanding, okay, what did I do here and how do I go back to the drawing board and really figure out a system around this? Um, and sure. once I did that, I, I repeated it with an interior designer, right? Uh, William Molesky. And I repeated it with Gary Lanham, which is the person that you mentioned uh, with a testimonial that he didn't just want a regular video, right? I continue to repeat it as, again, and you're seeing it in Stefan's documentary as well, because as human beings, we want to see how can we relate? How do we connect, right? Uh, most of the clients that I work with are seven and eight figure entrepreneurs. Immediately, if they introduce themselves in that way, there's a disconnect if you haven't made that much money, right? Because you don't know what that's like to run a business that, that size or to have that much money, right? So what are the other ways that I can show that this person is just a human being just like you? They put on their pants the same way you do, right? That is how I've crafted that is just coming in with it through that lens, through that arena of how do I show this person as a human being? Sure. Well, so that really, that's really fascinating. That leads me to another question, which is once you know people sit down with you and if they're not already predisposed to open themselves up a little bit you get a lot of pushback from people like where they're just like i'm not ready to get that real or i'm more comfortable with just that because you know i i i don't know if you watched episodes of mad men which is i did yeah <laughs> what a lot of us you know think that advertising the advertising world was like maybe in the 60s yeah it was all about not showing sort of the warts and all side of you. And I was taken by the one video I had where, you know, people are calling the guy quirky and different <laughs> things. I mean, not, you know, flat out insults, but uh, just yeah. really, really, you know, opening up the fact that he's a real human being. So do you get any pushback from people that are like, I'm not ready to have people know this much about me or this kind of makes me look, Maybe like during the course of filming it, they're okay with like most of it. And then you get to a point where like, can you be vulnerable? And they're like, I, I'm not really comfortable with that. Yeah, vulnerability is always a big issue. Um, no matter the client that I work with, it's always a big issue. And it's yeah. something that I have to walk them through. And, and honestly, what it is is that you just have to be patient. You have to show them that at the end of the day, what I'm looking to do is show you as a human being, and we all know we're not perfect. We all know that we have flaws, right? But those are the, the flaws are the things that makes us feel connected. With Stefan's project specifically, there in the very beginning, Stefan talks about growing up in Virginia and then having to move to San Diego, where it was two completely different atmospheres. And talking about the fact that he was a fat, chubby kid who couldn't fit in at that yeah. time. He didn't feel like he could fit in, right? But what that does is it makes him disarming. It makes him more real because in the following scene that comes right after him talking about that is he's driving a Porsche out of a, a good looking home, right? <laughs> right? I had just shown the Porsche with him coming out of a good looking home without the context of what it was like for him to grow up. You would, you would instantly have a different feeling. You would look at him as like, oh, here's another rich guy trying to talk about how to make money versus, no, here's a guy that, that had... It wasn't the craziest, roughest upbringing, but he 
he had flaws that he had to come overcome in order for him to get to the level where he is. And I think we as human beings, we all have our own challenges and journeys. And this again, that's why I look for those small moments. But it, it does take time to get the client to be willing to do that. And it takes a couple conversations. I'm not going to make it seem like they come in and, you know, day one, they're like, yes, I want to be vulnerable about this. But I think that they're purpose-driven entrepreneurs and they understand that if they tell the real story, the authentic story, that they'll be able to influence and impact more people. Um, sure. That's the message that I try to get across. And it, it doesn't happen in one conversation. It happens in a few, but that's the message that I get across. That's why we go through road mapping. Road mapping is an eight-hour strategy session, but that gives me the time to walk them through that because I think more than anything, it's important to be vulnerable. I don't work with a client that's not willing to be vulnerable, right? Because I wouldn't be able to do my job if they're not willing to be vulnerable. But I think for anyone listening to this, the important thing is to be vulnerable because the vulnerability is what creates the connection. Yeah. And that's what shows who we are as human beings so that, you know, we will want to work with each other. Right. Right. And, and part that's of your how job is to be a counselor a little bit. You're trying <laughs> to push them to get out of their comfort zone because, yeah. and now you have a track record, right? So you're mm -hmm. like, trust me, this has worked. And, and we all have those things. I mean, you know, we're all willing maybe to be vulnerable in A, B, or C area, but let's not talk about D. D is yeah. a real sore subject for me. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's so part of your job is you're a coach. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe you're coaching them, you're you're counseling them a little bit to be like, you know, the more you're willing to push yourself out there, you're going to see the results. You know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think that's the most important thing. Like you mentioned, I have a track record, right? So I can go back to other projects where I showed, hey, X, Y, Z, look at this scene. Look how it was told and why it works. Look at the comments. That's what's something I love to do is... I don't just look, say, look at the video, look at the comments that came from the video, how people specifically talked about this scene and how this scene helped them look at something differently. Yeah. Um, in the Stefan project, he talks about like, he's a copywriter, first of all, and he talks about how there are days he doesn't feel like writing copy. He's not always excited about writing copy, writing words yeah. that sell, right? But he says he looks at, he changed his frame of reference to, I have to write copy to, I get to write copy. I get to be creative. And I think when you change that frame and then you tell that story, you're vulnerable in saying, hey, I'm an entrepreneur. That's not always excited about being an entrepreneur or doing the work that I have to do. But when you look at the comments, people are like, you know, I never really thought about it like that. Like I get paid to be creative. It's a different way of looking at it. Right. Yeah, so when I show those comments and I show that vulnerability and I show how it works, that's what usually helps with the client understanding, like I should do this. Yeah, for our legal brethren that are watching this, you know, we could learn a lot from that too. And yeah, all of us go through that at different times. We just maybe get tired or burned out, or there's a particular project, or we're dealing with maybe opposing counsel that's incredibly difficult. And it's like, why didn't I just become an architect or paint houses <laughs> or do anything else? You know? Yeah. And, and then it's it's important to come back to that. That real that part really struck me though. That. Yeah. Great me what you just described because here's a guy who this is a promotional video and he's actually saying yeah i went through a point where i got burned out yeah you know? and uh it almost giving the viewer permission to say i mean you can identify with that you right. know right. It, yeah. it, what's better that or someone that says i get up every morning i have my cup of coffee and i'm raring to go and 
you know, uh, we, we all have those things yeah. and depths and that kind of thing. So that really, um, that was the moment where I'm like, wow, we're, we're getting real here. Exactly. Yeah. So, exactly. And, and for you as someone who's not a copywriter, right? You're a yeah. lawyer. I'm but not a still, copywriter. Yeah. But it's still connected with you, right? Again, yeah. it's those small things that I'm looking to connect with each other as human beings. In the future, you may need a copywriter and you may think of reaching out to him, but it connected you. You were drawn into his story, not just in the thing that he does. You were drawn into his vulnerability, right? And I think that's the most important thing to learn is that be vulnerable, be willing to show behind the scenes. Behind the scenes is one of the dramatic demonstrations that I go after. So I talked about dramatic demonstration and behind the scenes of just being real, of just saying, this is what it's really like right yeah i think yeah, yeah. that is what helps you i like to use an acronym acronym called build the case that's what helps you build connection which is c access which is a s which is status the person feels like you know they know something that other people may not know and then e which is education you're building the case of allowing people into your world allowing people to understand what it's really like so that again when they want to work with you they already know you there's no greater feeling than someone who's you've never met walk through the door. Right. And they say, right. man, I feel like we're best friends. Yeah. No, and, uh, you know, you hit on something like you mentioned, nothing wrong with being a copywriter, but I, I can relate too. if this yeah. was if his video or you made a video about me and I well, let's say that I'll use my myself as an example. So I'm a business attorney. Here's how I draft a contract. First, I sit down and then I look at this template and then I think about, you know, and, and him as a copywriter, you know, we're, we're most of us aren't Navy SEALs right, or yeah. skydivers or uh, nuclear, you know, uh, astronauts or nuclear physicists or things with these exciting jump out at you jobs, you know. Yeah. So, um, you know, it, it would seem to me to be a no brainer to you know, uh, uh, sort of come around that and just say, well, this is my chosen vocation, the passion I take to it, where if it was a simple explanation of what you do, you know, you put people to sleep. <laughs> right. You know, right. Yeah. And I can see it on people's faces when they talk, yeah, okay, your business lawyer, contracts. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about yeah. something else. Yeah. Unless yeah. they're interested in retaining me. Right. Just, you know, when we used to have like cocktail parties and actually get together as a, as a society, you know, it's, it's a pretty short conversation. What do you do? I do this. Oh, okay. And then yeah. let's move on to something else. So right. I think yeah. it's great, you know? So, yeah. um, so I, I kind of interrupted you because we got off on a, what I think was at least for me, a really fascinating rabbit trail about the psychological part of this whole thing. But, um, uh, tell me a little bit about how these are put together. So you got into the storyboarding part and right. then, um, how do we get this captured on film? Are you actually the one, do you have a film crew or you know, take me through the process there? Yeah, so the process is that I am primarily the, the cinematographer. So I film everything. I go to the client where they are and I am filming behind the scenes of their business. Um, again, I'm looking to create what I call a dramatic demonstration of proof. So we've come up with this plan and road mapping. We know what your core values are, your philosophies are, but how do we bring that to life so that it's real and not just something that you're talking about? Um, and so, for example, Stefan, because we've just talked, we've been talking about that this whole time. I, um, Stefan lives in Vegas. 
And I went to Vegas to film him working from his house to film him. Um, he had an event, a uh, copywriting event, but he was teaching others about copy and marketing. And so I went there to also film that. And what I'm looking for is all these things that you've told me in road mapping. I'm looking to see if it's the truth. Because again, I'm going through the show until I want to see it rather than just believe it just because you told it to me. I want to see it with my own eyes. Because again, hearing something said 1,000 times is not as convincing as seeing it once. That is how we communicate. Right. We're visual creatures. Um, and so I look for these five different demonstrations. There's behind the scenes, which is, again, just giving raw access to what's going on. There's social proof. What do other people have to say about you? How do they react? Something as simple as when they're talking to you and they have their hand on their heart right? Or they're smiling and laughing, or they're crying even because of something that you've said to them. Like those things are social proof. What do other people have to say? How do they react? There's how, do you put together the, how do you put together the people that are um, uh, speaking on behalf of the subject? Is that something that's in, in um, collaboration with your client or? Um, Some of it I, I seek mean, out on on my own, like I'll just, if I've seen they've had a conversation in person, I'll just ask them, hey, are you willing to say a few words? Find out what's the relationship like between you two. Um, and again, and you notice, because you mentioned this earlier, you, you, you mentioned that uh, one of the guys said that Stefan was quirky, right? And that he's a 90-year-old man in a 32-year-old body, yeah, right? That was, like, that was great. great. Realness. Other people, even though you guys have a great relationship or they're connected to you, Again, I want to look for the realness. What is he really like? Like, don't just tell me, oh, he's such a great guy. Like, what is he really like? And that's what I look for in social proof. Um, live illustration is how do we bring objects or analogies, metaphors? How do we bring those to life to illustrate a concept, to illustrate a point? I mentioned that I worked with an interior designer. And um, part of the philosophy that they talk about is like construction is like a puzzle. When they're putting a project together, it's like a puzzle. So I said, hey, let's let's actually get a real puzzle and see you guys putting the puzzle together just to illustrate the point. So it's not just words that construction is like a puzzle. But how do we illustrate this? How do we bring a puzzle piece, a 300 piece puzzle piece to life and show how you guys are putting it together? Um, and then there's a unique mechanism. What makes you unique? Your mission, vision, um, you know, the personality, what makes you unique and how do we bring that to life? And then transformation, the before and after and then what life looks like after. Right. Um, so you, you're traveling for these as well yes. with with your client, right? Yes. Yeah. So I'm traveling, and I'm in, most of it starts with behind the scenes, just seeing what happens, and then everything else is crafted from what we capture behind the scenes. The conversations that I'm having, and through social proof, like the questions that I'm asking, that's just something that I may have seen behind the scenes, and I'm like, tell me a little bit about that. Tell me why, you know, talking to this person uh, matters to you. Why it impacts you. Right. Um, and I think as entrepreneurs, if there's one thing I'd say, like leaving this call, one thing that we should do tomorrow is get more testimonials, get more people saying, what is it like to work with you? What was the problem that they had? How did you provide a solution to that problem? And then what did life look like after? Because it's not just about, you know, hey, you know, Blair helped me win this case. But what did that mean to be able to win this case? What did it feel like? before you ever walked in to meet with Blair? Was this a very frustrating situation? Did you feel like there was no solution to this problem, but Blair had walked you through it? And if he did, 
what did that mean to the rest of your life? Did that mean that you were less irritated and you were able to, you know, go to your son's baseball game because you didn't have this burden on your shoulder and you were able to pay attention at your son's baseball game, right? That's the transformation that I'm looking for, but it's also social proof and speaking on behalf of Blair and saying, this is what it's like to work with Blair. Well, that's really interesting because um, maybe we're not going on another rabbit trail, but (laughs) you know, we're all conditioned and I've done this too. I'm guilty of it. Uh, We like to take shortcuts, right? So this is a little bit about me. Just say that I'm great on this review and that the person giving the review, you know, doesn't want to write an exposition about you. Yeah. Even though when they're sitting in a chair talking to you, mm-hmm. you know, or, or, you know, I've had, I've seen clients after the fact, not, not many, but a couple that said, Hey, you saved my life or you were yeah. there for me at a really you know, yeah. hard time. Uh, not in the hundreds, but I've had that experience over, over, over time, you know, and it's always just incredibly rewarding or you get a nice card or a letter from somebody, but right. it's, it, it seems to me to be a function of taking the time. And that, and we'll just keep it with your perspective. That seems like what you're telling the client as well. We need to take the time to really develop your story. Right. We're not yeah. Shortcut this. Right. Or it's just like, okay, you're about this. You like to read, whatever. You like to go on runs. You're a triathlete. Let's go. You know. Right. Yeah. So, uh, that's great. Crafting a story takes time. Crafting a story takes time. It's not just because even the way that stories happen, sometimes a story can last over a couple of days, a couple of months. So crafting a story takes time. And I think why it's so important to even as much time as we take beforehand with road mapping, still taking a lot of time within the production itself and saying, well, although we know pieces of the story, let's really craft this in a way that will make it engaging That'll make it interesting. And it's not just you sitting in front of the camera talking about how great you are, because there's so much more to your story than how great you are. Right. And I think that is why I'm so adamant about storytelling, why I'm so adamant about saying that I craft stories, because when you're crafting something, it takes time. Yeah. If you're going to use this to leverage in your business later on so that you don't have to create a thousand videos, let's take the time to do it right the first time. Right. And then you know, you'll be able to use that over and over, um, at least for the next three, four or five years in your business. Now, I imagine there's a lot of editing that goes on. Are you responsible for that, too? Are you a one man band when it comes to that? Stuff? I am primarily a one man band. I do have editors that I work with from time to time, um, but I do the final edit. I work on the final edit. And I um, again, because I'm crafting the story and I know what I'm looking for. And I've, I've studied this for the last 15 years. Yeah. Um, Although I'm, I'm teaching, I'm still the person that does the final look and crafting the final look. Um, sure. So, yeah, it, the editing does take a while, not just because we're crafting the story, but to be completely honest, I'm an artist. So I, sometimes I just want to sit with it for a week if there's something that I feel like may be missing. Right. Like I want to sit with it and figure out how do I craft this so that it is compelling for someone else to watch. At the end of the day, we're creating this for the entrepreneurs so that they can share it with someone else. And I want to make sure I understand how the other person is going to respond to this. Um, there's are a lot you, of artistry that goes Are you shooting for primarily, like I think the one I saw was maybe 20 minutes or so or a little less. Do you have like a, a rule of thumb as to how long or short these should be? Or is that something you work on with the client? The longer the better is what I always say. So 
primarily I usually shoot between 10 to 30 minutes as far as the final edit. These are documentary series. So the story is being told over pieces. So I do three part series or six part series. Um, and I say the longer, the better, because this is all about depth. One of my core values is about depth, depth versus width. So I don't work with a lot of clients throughout the year for that reason. I take on a small amount of clients every year, five clients every year, so that I can spend a lot of time going deep with them. But what that also means for my production is that when I'm creating a long form video like what you saw, which I believe was 18 minutes long, um, it changes your perception. When you spend that much time sitting and watching something that's engaging, that's a story that has all these pieces in it, vulnerable pieces. It changes your perception of that person. And so I want to spend more time. This is not just about doing a quick 60 second video because attention spans are short, which I don't believe in. Um, and, I, and a short tangent on that is that we know attention spans aren't short because Netflix exists, right? And so, <laughs> right. If, so what I like to do is make sure that we're building a deeper connection. And part of that is making sure you're, you're viewing a long form video, right? And that long form video, which is not just you sitting in front of the camera talking, is engaging. You're taking a person on a journey. So yes, I, I make sure that my videos are 10, between 10 to 30 minutes long for that reason. Um, because this is, a, this is about building, at the end of the day, it's about building trust. It's about building a deeper connection. And the only way to do that is through a conversation, through this long form video that I'm creating. Have you um, ever worked with attorneys before? I oh, am actually working on a separate project uh, with another production company. I'm working with a law firm in West Palm Beach. Um, okay. And because of coronavirus, we have not been able to get started on the project. But that is a law firm that we're working with. And they're very excited because they're, this is new for them. They're actually a law firm that's been around for 100 years. And they're wanting to tell their story and wanting to rebrand themselves um, for the same reason of connection, wanting to make sure that people can understand that they exist and why they exist. Why have they been, why have they been able to be around for 100 years? Um, what are the stories that they have, the rich stories, really rich stories that they have? Um, like, I'll give you an example. Uh, I'll give you an example, but I want to give a definition before I give you this example. So storytelling, which we've talked a lot about, I want to make sure people understand what story is. A story is about a very specific moment in time. That very specific moment in time helps us understand who you are, right? So a very specific moment in time. And this law firm specifically uh, says that, you know, we're like a family, right? That's, that's their philosophy. We're like a family. The people that work here, we treat each other like family. But that's just a statement. That's not a very specific moment in time. So the story that they gave me for the very specific moment in time that illustrates we're like a family is that they went to a fair together and purchased a pig, Right? That small story, which is about a very specific moment in time that got you to chuckle a little bit, is it says so much more about them than just, hey, we're like a family, because anybody can say that. But if I tell you, hey, we are so much like a family that we have fun and we went out to a fair together and bought a pig, that says something completely different. Right? Well, it also makes you, you know, want to know more about that person, because right. that if you're pursuing something with them, you know, th then you want, that's not the end of that story. Exactly. Yeah. Pigs? Was this just a uh, spur of the moment, like something that you buy in the aisle of a grocery store when you're, I mean, when you're headed to the checkout, you know, 
weekend or whatever. Like what prompted them to do that? Right. I'm getting people, you know, or wanting people to know more about the subject as well. I, maybe you, I'm sorry, you probably stated that earlier, but uh, you know, that's, that's all to the good too. You're well, making the person good. fascinating and you want to ask those follow-up questions. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And it, it instantly, just to finish that point, it instantly lit you up, right? Like you were wanting to talk more about it and you wanted to know, like, that's not the end of the story, which it's not. But though that's the point of what I do. When I talk about building a, um, crafting a story in order to build your personal brand, I think that is the most important piece is that we're creating something that's compelling. It doesn't always have to be this sad uh, story that brings emotion. The emotion can be excitement because you instantly lit up when I said the story about a law firm buying a pig because it makes them just a little bit more interesting, a little bit more human. Buying a pig doesn't have anything to do with being a law firm on the surface, but yeah. beneath the surface, beneath the surface, it, it says so much more about that law firm that, hey, we might have fun. It's going to be a hard case. The other side is going to make it very difficult for us, but we're going to make sure it, it's an enjoyable process. Or one of the partners, a farmer or, <laughs> or that too, right. You know, those types of things. Is that where they yeah. have their retreats on the farm, you know? So <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that, that's, that's really cool. You know? Yeah. Um, so I just had a couple more questions for you. Um, sure. So how does the creative control you? I mean, you already said, you know, part of this is you're an artist, uh, an auteur, if you will. And so, <laughs> Um, does the client have the final say in this or have you, well, I guess, have you ever reached a point where it's just my vision doesn't match your vision and you're getting a refund or I can't work with you or, you know, uh, the client always has the final say so, but, but we, we work through all of that in road mapping. Again, that's the important piece of road mapping is that this is a collaboration. I'm going to share my vision with you and you're going to share, you know, your business 10 times better than I do. Right. But I'm going to share what I know, which is the storytelling, the human psychology, the branding side. And we're going to bring those two pieces together to create this magical documentary series or this magical campaign. Um, but that's all worked out in road mapping. The client gets the final say. So if we want to take something out, if they've just they can't sit with the amount of vulnerability that's in the video, then sure. It, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's up to them. But I consult on what's the best approach, sure. um, but they get the final say so, yeah. Yeah, you try and, and guide and, them in the right direction, but they, right. if they're not going to go to a certain spot or they're like, I just don't like that scene, then it's yeah. out. You it's can't out, pull right. Francis Ford Coppola and say, okay, we're, we're done here. You know, I can't work with these people. That's not good. And I've, good had clients, either, right? <laughs> I've had clients that, you know, they do hesitate right before they push publish. But because of the trust that I built in the very beginning, it, again, this is why I, I go back to it because it's why I'm adamant about road mapping. There's a certain amount of trust that's built in road mapping that allows that client to say, you know what, you are guiding me through this. It's been a great process and I am going to trust you. Um, and because of that, it allows them to say, I'm going to push publish on this. Even if I feel a little bit uncomfortable, I'm going to push publish. So on... Um on, in Stefan's video, I was also struck by the fact that, you know, he drops an F-bomb and uh, he, uh, he uses, uh, you know, the S-word to describe a bodily function. And that's incorporated in this. And to, you know, a lot of people that would just be antithetical to, oh, my God, you know, that's 
that there's a line there. And what if you're offending someone that's um, so tell me about that. Was that something that he recommended or did you um, just say speak the way you would ordinarily speak or? Yeah, it's authentically who he is. And so I didn't want to take that away from him. I always tell my client that I am going to be a fly on the wall. I want you to be who you are. If you're a person that has these weird ticks, do that. Um, be who you are. And for Stefan, yes, he does drop F-bombs and he curses. The compromise that Stefan may not even know, this is the first time I'm saying this, is that although he drops F-bombs and he curses, what you'll realize with that is I didn't use a lot of that until the towards the end of the piece. Right. Because right. it can be off-putting. For a guy who is very authentic and cares about people, it can be a little bit off-putting. And so I allowed, like, I think it's the first 15 minutes without any of it. And then the final three minutes where he shares. And in that moment that he's sharing those F-bombs and, and he's cursing, he's very passionate about what he's talking about. And so you could almost forgive it a little bit because he is passionate and he's explaining why he has this big mission and why he wants to help people. Um, and so, yeah, mm. I want my clients to be authentically who they are. Yeah. And, and what I'm doing is just being a conduit for that. I'm being this person that's coming in to craft a story that inspires other people, that builds a connection, but it is who they are. Because when you meet him, if you meet him or you go to his event, that's who he's going to be. And I want to show the truth. Right. Right. I want when you meet him that this is who you're going to get. So did um, that just sort of go down as him just speaking and you kept the camera on? Like there, yeah. it wasn't a, uh, it wasn't a say, hey, you can pepper this with expletives or whatever you want to do. No, we never or, talked about it. We never yeah. talked about it. I didn't tell him. He didn't ask whether he could or couldn't. Um, it was just, yeah, we were doing an interview and he happened to get really excited and really passionate. And I, I said, I'm going to keep it. Yeah. I'm going to keep it. Um, because it's, again, it's authentically who he is. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, not quite sure how to broach the subject, but, uh, um, you know, I, I think people looking at this say, wow, I would love to be a part of this, but this seems like it's cost prohibitive for me. <laughs> you know, this seems like a you're traveling, a lot of stuff, and I'm not going to ask you for your price points or that kind of thing. But yeah, I imagine that, I mean, there's, there's a certain amount of, well, well, do you have different price points for what you do or do you have a sort of a set rate for or is each project different? Each project is different. And that's again, that's why everything starts with the road mapping. So road mapping itself is a strategy session that's paid for. Yeah. Um, and in road mapping is where we figure out how much is going to cost based on what we're doing. Right. And um, yeah, I. I it's one of the reasons that I work with only seven and eight figure entrepreneurs is because uh, this can to the average person can cost quite a lot because there's a lot that goes into it. But the upside also when you're able to leverage it and I talked about, you know, a docuseries that can be leveraged for four to five years from now. That in itself, it pays for it. Right. Like I, you mentioned Gary Lanham and saying he didn't want just a regular video. But Gary Lanham also talks about he's made 10 times the amount of money that he's spent on video because he's been able to leverage it over and over. Um, I have a client, it's not on my website now, but I have a client testimonial that I just recently got from a client that did road mapping. She took a year before we ever started our project. But in what she learned in road mapping and the ideas that I gave her in road mapping, she was able to gross $100,000 from that idea, from the ideas that I gave her. And right. so I think that 
yes, there's a side that this there's an investment, but the other side is okay. What do I get on my return? Oh, what uh, do I get return on investment? And sure. I think that the that's where the conversation goes. Um, when there's a conversation of cost, that's where it goes. Is is okay? Where how do we even if this may be expensive, how do we make sure we get our return for this? Yeah, right. And maybe a lot of the stuff you know um, that didn't work, right? Look, I right. tried the. I tried billboards, I tried yep. print yep. media, you know, social media, advertising on Facebook. Yeah. So you're just taking it to a different level. So And one thing I always encourage too is speak to my clients directly. Like I've had clients in the past who are saying, look, if if someone would like to speak to me directly, let's just say, yeah, they saw the testimonials on the website. They saw the videos. That's great. Allow them to talk to me one on one so I can tell them business owner to business owner, professional to professional. Maybe I was afraid too, but this is what happened. Even though I was, I was afraid, I was able to face my fears and go through and invest. And this is what happened. This is what the process was like. Because I also encourage my clients to tell the truth. If there was something that they didn't like, let's talk about that. Um, and so I think, yeah, I think all of it is understanding that how do I leverage this in order to continue to grow my business? That's ultimately the question, right? Um, and there's different ways to go about doing that, but, but. The testimonials is one, the return on investment, having a conversation with my clients, I think is another as well. Well, you know, and also, I mean, it just, um, if, if people that are listening to this use one or two or the three things that you're basically telling us for free, Yes, I don't think you. I don't think you're going to bill us for this, right? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> you can send the bill to Jordan. I don't know. He, he might. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, no, but I mean, you know, seriously, you know, you're doing us all a great service by yeah. just pointing out maybe just a few things that you could look at, like a storyboarding or for, you know, smaller businesses that, you know, may not be able to afford your services, just taking some ideas with that. And, you know, the, the, the idea that you need to drill down. You know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think but, I'll, I'll leave with this last point. I mentioned it earlier, social proof testimonials. This is the most powerful thing. And I'm holding up for people listening to the podcast. I'm holding up a cell phone. This is the most powerful thing that you have for free. Almost you've paid for the phone, but the, the tool that's included in this is the most powerful thing that you have. And that's a video camera. And I think if there's anything that someone takes away from this, let's just say you skipped all the way to the end, listening to this, get out there and get testimonials from your clients, have them talk about the problem that they had before they got to you, the solution that you provided, and what did life look like after? Just ask those three simple questions. What was the problem that you had before you came to me? What was the solution that I provided for you? And what did life look like after? You do it all on your cell phone and you start to use that. It will help you make money that you got. It's advice that you've gotten for free and it'll help you continue to make money. Awesome. Awesome. Jude, I can't tell you how much I enjoyed speaking with you about this. Uh, I could go another three hours, but um, you know, uh, your time is money too. <laughs> so, but, but really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. It was a pleasure. It was great meeting you as well. So, um, thank you for I don't know me. if there's anything that you need to shout out before we let you go uh, about your business. We we have that in sure. So I on our website. I teach. I teach on. Um, on storytelling, on persuasion, on building your personal brand. 
um, video storytelling. I teach on all those things through my private email list. And the way to get to that list is jewcharles.co slash list. And that is the way to stay connected with me and, and to, let's just say you want to be able to tell your story. Let's have that conversation. Um, that's the way to reach out to me, jewcharles.co slash list. Excellent. Thank you so much again, Jude. Have a great rest of your week. Stay safe and healthy. And hopefully uh, we can get together live and in person at some particular point in time, maybe even this year. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, Blair. It was definitely a fun conversation to dig deep in storytelling and video. Thank you for having me. Uh, pleasure was all ours, definitely. So thanks again.